and welcome to Land Parties, episode 147 from the Las Vegas Review Journal. I am your host, Ryan Smith, and with me, as always, my fantastic co-host, Lucas Egan. Lucas, how was your weekend, my friend? Oh, man. Uh, I don't think we're still recovered from last week. (laughs) It was a week that we had, and uh, oh my goodness. (laughs) So... Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to rattle off some stuff here. (laughs) The Esports Business Summit was at the MGM Grand from Tuesday through Thursday. Uh, Fantastic conference. We met a ton of amazing people. Uh, I got to moderate a panel with Jairo from uh, Vegas Inferno, uh, Justin, and JC. So thank you to all three of you for making me look good and making my job easy. But let's not bury the lead, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because we won Best Podcast at the Tempest Awards on Wednesday night, uh, Absolutely. which uh, was uh, just super amazing, even more awesome that it was in person, uh, that we got to be uh, on stage there at the HyperX Arena, which did a very good job putting on the whole event. And then we capped our week off. Uh, with Hamilton on Friday, which (laughs) was awesome because I had never seen it before. Uh, And then my week ended on Saturday at a League of Legends watch party, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But busy. I am still tired. That's okay. It was worth it. How was your week, Ryan? Yo, I I am very much in recovery mode. You're right. There was so much because it, it was crazy too. Before the award show, I actually had a live stream uh, that I was doing as part of my normal job for marketing, and uh, I literally changed in the parking lot. You could tell if you look. I think I'm just outing myself basically, but my shirt is totally buttoned incorrectly. Uh, like for majority of the night, nobody said anything to me. You can see it a little bit right there. Uh, but that's all right. You know what I mean? We made it. Uh, we won. It was such an honor and a pleasure. Again, huge thanks to Complete Gamer for nominating us and thinking of us. Uh, just the opportunity from the RJ. And for the folks that are out there and that, that listen, it is a great honor uh, to be able to stand up there and have that conversation and, and be in the room where it happened. You know, uh, like he said, we, we enjoyed Friday, went and, and went to Hamilton. Uh, that was fantastic as well. Great seats. All in all, it was chill. I didn't I didn't do a lot of gaming. I'm not going to lie. I did play some Overwatch 2. But other than that, I have not. You got to be proud of me. It's been like at least a month, maybe, since almost a month since I played some Destiny 2. So I've been slacking hard. It's the, the, the Halloween event is like the same thing that they did here like last year or a couple years back. So like there was really nothing new. We didn't get any new story context or any of that stuff. So really, I was just kind of... Kind of like I've kind of just been more on Overwatch 2 playing competitive there and then dabbling here and there in Modern Warf- Modern Warfare 2 as well. So all in all, it has been a, uh, a solid but tiring. And I've got two sick girls at home right now. But that's enough about us. We've got a special guest. This is my not only not only a, a colleague, but a friend, Barry White, owner and operator of MagicUntap.com and Magic Untap tap the uh uh over on youtube as well i was trying to pull it up real quick here we go i i, I should have had that uh, already queued up but uh barry uh, how are you doing my the, friend uh, i got the search bar covering my logo that was <laughs> oh no oh no oh no hold on let's run that back let's run that back there it there is magic untapped Lauren i'm, I'm doing great smitty i'm doing great thank you very much for having me on 
Absolutely, dude. We, we are really excited. And we know that uh, MTG 30, they, they celebrated the 30th anniversary out here in Las Vegas. You were out here. So we're going to get into that stuff and everything that you've got going on. Uh, but first, yo, Lucas, you want to kick it off with the I know that you were at the watch party. I didn't get a chance to go, uh, but I heard that the League of Legends uh, championship game was spicy. It was, let me start by saying uh, the Complete Gamer helped plan that watch party, and it was a great time. It was nice to be around a crowd that was really into it on both sides. Uh, in terms of quality, I mean, you could not ask for a more entertaining match, uh, and the storylines were so rich. You On one side, you had T1, uh, the most successful league franchise in history, with Faker looking for his fourth count it fourth world championship so on one hand you have the legend on the other hand you have his former classmate deft who was looking for his first world championship and drx who had made a miracle run from play-ins to the finals this went all five games and drx pulled the upset i huge the level of play was off the charts like you especially obviously in game five right and they're all mm-hmm. both leaving it out there and look i stink at league of legends i can Same. only dream of doing anything anywhere close to competent but they could not have asked for a better match like this storyline wise quality quality wise was so much fun to watch it was truly back and forth the adjustments being made kept swinging momentum it seemed like every so often like it this was it mind you the the actual viewership during the finals match was uh 5.1 million which set a new record wow so oh my goodness no, this this was the high that I think they were looking for. I know viewership overall during the the World Championships were a little bit down on average, simply because it, since it was held in North America, it was harder uh, for some of the Asian countries to be up and watching all of the matches. But the finals did not disappoint. Uh, Got to give it up to DRX that completed the miracle. Uh, so any other team, you can go from playing to champion. It's possible. Uh, and although, to be honest, I was kind of hoping Faker was going to win. So I'm a little bit sad about that, but that's okay. There's always next year uh, for them, and T1 is going to just be there. They always are. You know, I, I love seeing. I know that. Uh, so would you say that um, T1 was the favorites? in, in yes. this match heavy okay. favorites heavy I, favorites you know and i i love a good underdog story myself as well i can't i can't claim to i understand league of legends i understand um mobas they are very difficult for me to play i am not one of patience surprise surprise and you've got to have some serious patience to be able to properly play this game so being able to just to watch them at such a high level uh competing against each other and you're right you know the 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 numbers viewership wise is insane remember folks this is the biggest esports in the world uh a huge over in asian countries um i i feel like uh, again there's a there's uh just kind of a, a bit of I I don't know really what to call it. It's, it's just different over here in the West, and it's not as big as it is over there. And I I don't know. Uh, again, this is I I feel like the MOBA genre is a little more difficult, or would be a little more difficult for the the West to 
you know, for your average gamer or average person that knows about video games to be able to latch on to and, and really become involved in that. But man, this is, it, it's crazy. And I know that watch party was, uh, big as well i'm just glad that there was good games i love the fact that that it was almost like the uh uh student becomes the teacher and you know that, that i love a good arc like that so that is awesome what about you barry uh what are your thoughts on this i know that you don't really uh, uh play mobas and uh stuff like this but uh, to see such a big gaming event uh take place and just that kind of viewership i'm curious to see what your thoughts are you know, I think it's, I mean, I, I come from the, I guess my version of MOBAs were War, Warcraft 2. I mean, there was mm-hmm. no massive part. It was just the game on your PC. You might peer-to-peer against a friend over your dial-up internet back then. If that, I might be dating myself a bit, but just, <laughs> the, I mean, just a tad. But I think that just the the overall enthusiasm people have, not just playing these games, but watching these games be played. Uh, I mean, in, in Magic the Gathering, there's a, a big... A big thing about watching people do uh, or play matches of, of magic uh, uh-huh. online and on stream. These numbers, I'm looking at these numbers here from League of Legends, 5.1 million peak. Uh-huh. Um, I'm seeing here the Twitch peak was 2.8, had 1.7 on YouTube gaming. Uh, the English language peak was 1.6, Korean was 1.2 million, Spanish was uh, 855,000. And these numbers exclude Chinese platforms. So the, right. it was prob- yeah, it was probably even more. So it's just amazing, I find, uh, just how much gusto uh, there is to, to spectate uh, mobile games. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, I I agree with that as well. It is because it doesn't seem, I guess, being an outsider, it doesn't seem like it's that big. But when you sit down and you look at those numbers, it's like, that's huge. Those are huge numbers. Oh, yeah. they're, They're Super Bowl numbers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I can imagine, too, also from the uh, marketing and advertising side, how much money is being spent on just being able to get a slot to be able to fill or getting some sort of title sponsor or something like that. I I feel like and, and I'm curious to see if you're seeing this in, in MTG world or anything, um, but. You know, these this business and gaming world are, are kind of clashing and coming together and you're seeing more of it, especially bigger brands getting involved with it. Is there any of that happening in MTG or within that community? Well, on the MTG side, the pro and the semi pro side, you'll see um, you will see sponsors, but it's more like an affiliation. This pro player mm-hmm. is affiliated with this retailer, or this this outlet, or something like that. So you, you see a lot of support that way is more of an affiliate thing than a straight up, full on. You know, this is the Pepsi Cola Mountain Dew team. But as more and more people continue to watch um, streaming Magic, and that becomes bigger, and the purses become larger, and, and what have you, I'd say the window of opportunity would be there to have a a gamer fuel Magic team or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not be surprised uh, to see it again with with just gaming in general really being thrust into the spotlight, especially when it came to the pandemic and everything shutting down. I feel like the world kind of turned to video games and did, uh, you know, they were forced into the digital age and they were able to see that there's a lot to be able to do there and explore and communicate with people and stuff like that. And so need to be made. Right. And money to be made. Absolutely. You are 100% correct on that, my friend. 
Good, man. I'm, I'm glad that there was uh, an exciting uh finals championship game there it's always you know it's the biggest moment uh the culmination of a season so it's always exciting to see that and, and speaking of uh the culmination of seasons we had of course the san francisco shock versus the dallas fuel in the overwatch league grand finals and boy oh boy did they not disappoint i gotta tell you this was probably one of the most exciting ones first off you had the san francisco shock who in the first round were actually knocked down into the losers bracket so they literally had to work their way out of the losers bracket they went through the team that beat them uh originally in the first round they came back they beat uh, uh, the Shanghai Dragons, which were the champions last year. Um, uh, they, they beat the Spark as well. And then they they uh, went up against the Dallas Fuel. And Dallas Fuel had a, uh, they stayed in the winner's bracket, uh, obviously, because they were in the championship uh, <laughs> match there. But <laughs> if you know anything about tournaments, then then I'll just go ahead and shut my face. Um, but this was <laughs> this was really exciting. I mean, this went. It, it is the format is uh, uh, basically essentially uh, uh, best of seven. So first first to four wins, and they took it all the way to the distance. It went to game seven and this was just absolutely amazing i just being able to watch i picked up a lot of uh at least strategies that i've tried in game obviously i don't execute the way that the pros are executing but you know what i mean i, I don't i'm like all right i see what you got to do in here um all in all i felt like this was a great finale especially the fact that this is the first time that overwatch league is back in person uh since the pandemic hit uh this was just exciting you can feel it in the air the fans out there were were having a good time like i mean they were hyped throughout the entire tournament and this really was very different because a lot of your higher seed um teams ended up getting knocked down into the loser bracket in that first round of play. So you had these, these monster teams fighting or playing, not fighting, but playing against each other in the losers bracket to see, to see who's going to stay and who's going to go home. So this was a really exciting one. I think that uh, viewership wise, I didn't even check the numbers or anything like that. I was just, you know, I just enjoyed it. I just had a blast watching it. And uh, I I thought they did a really good job. Huge congratulations to the Dallas fuel. This is their first championship uh, in overwatch league. So pretty good. Yeah. And it's always great when they go to the maximum number of games. Like mm-hmm. it, it's such a buzzkill when you get like a sweep. Right. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, like both these uh, right up to the end, uh, you know, you got to give San Francisco so much respect for getting off to such a, a challenging start and then fighting yeah. them all the way there. I mean, my goodness, what a run that was. Uh, so obviously, I'm just happy that it was... I'm, I'm glad it went to seven, right? That's what we mm-hmm. all want. We want that last winner-take-all game uh, to decide things. So uh, it, it's nice to see. It's nice to see. We we want we want these leagues to have entertaining matches, and it looks like they both did. So that's the best anyone could ask for. Yeah. Barry, do you, do you play or have you played Overwatch at all? I have not played Overwatch, no, but I did used to play Quake 3 Arena back, uh, back okay. in my old LAN party days, back when mm-hmm. I was in uh, high school and college, and uh, I definitely uh, have good, good memories of playing that game and watching this Overwatch footage that you just had up a moment ago was really kind of bringing back some of those memories for me. Yeah, this this is uh, looks like just a, a fancier, higher end uh, of what, what I used to play back in the day. 
Yeah, I was going to say, dude, if you play that, you probably would enjoy this game because it is faster paced like this. But it's more of like, I mean, I guess you can kind of say, I mean, it's hard to determine what exactly it is and how to classify it. But it kind of has it kind of has MOBA ish rules. Um, But I don't know that you could really consider it a MOBA uh, per se. But I mean, the first person shooter part of it, I've been waiting a while for them to come back with this uh, because they basically said within Overwatch one, we're not going to do anything else until we come out with Overwatch two. So we already know we've already gotten a there's a leak about the new hero that's come out. That person's supposed to be coming out next season. So I'm guessing every season they're going to be bringing in a new character, which will obviously spice up the meta going into each new season, which I really enjoy that. Not to mention, this was also the first um, championship or grand finals that was held in Overwatch 2. So not only was it the first time that they were back in person, but this is the first time that there is a champion crowned within Overwatch 2. So I to me, that makes it even more exciting. I've been playing the game nonstop. I can't even lie. I can't even stop playing it. Like, I'm back, baby. That's how I feel. I feel like I'm back, baby. <laughs> Boom, baby. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it, it was awesome. But let's take a quick commercial break on a back end. We're sitting down with Barry talking about what's going on. Magic Untapped MTG. Let's get it. We'll be right back, y'all. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to the short messages. And now comes the real fun part of the episode. And Barry, if I can just start, uh, what originally got you into magic? <clears throat> Excuse me. And what's kept you coming back all these years? You know, I think we see we see card games come and go, and it's rare for that one to find that mix to keep players coming back and getting new generations of players uh, involved. So what what about magic has stuck with you? Well, let's see. Well, you asked what got me into it. So back in 1994, summer of 1994, summer break, uh, I had a friend of mine actually in uh, my Boy Scout troop uh, who just called me up out of the blue and said, uh, hey, you know, I just got into this game. Uh, you want to come over, you know, for an afternoon, I'll teach you how to play and whatnot. And I found, I just really loved the game. I, I would, I was already a fan of things like, uh, like Willow and Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings. You know, I was already a fantasy fan, even at, how old was I? Uh, 11, I think, uh, maybe mm-hmm. not even 11. So I, what kept me in the game was the game kept me, uh, kept allowing me to do things with my friends, you know, mano a mano and whatnot. And I made some really good lifelong lasting friendships. Uh, that friend who taught me how to play back in 94, he and I are still extremely close friends. Uh, he's been the best man at my wedding and what have you. That's so. awesome. But it's not, not everything's been great. I've, I've, I got a little too competitive and I had to dial it back a bit and I walked away from the game for a palate cleanser for a year or so. And, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. life happens and you have to set the game down, but I always end up picking it back up just because the, the worlds that the game creates and the friendships I've created through the game um, are just absolutely uh, outstanding. Yeah. And, and for, for folks that maybe not, aren't as familiar with it like how exactly do you play the game and and what exact give us kind of like an overview of mtg 
Okay, so essentially, if you want to picture in your in, in your head that you're uh, it basically it's a wizard's duel. You know, you're you got your deck of cards. That's like your spell book, and same with your opponent. That's basically their spell book, and you're just doing a, a, a wizard's duel, just using your cards to uh, signify uh, various uh, uh, creatures or, um, uh, or or warriors or beasts or whatever that you bring into the battlefield. And then you also have uh, spells you can cast that might deal damage to things, might take things back might be like this artifact that gives you extra resources and what have you, as you saw on your screen there. Uh, this is a vid video from uh, a pack cracking I did a little, little while back. And essentially, uh, you're trying to uh, either take your opponent from 20 life to zero, or you're trying to, um, uh, you're trying to get their deck uh, to zero so they can't, they don't have any more cards to draw. Uh, mm -hmm. And then there's a, there's a bunch of cards that give you alternate win conditions. Something like if you get ten of you know ten ten of this one card type in uh, in play all at the same time, uh, you you win. Or you bring your there's another card that uh, if you if you have fifty or more fifty or more life and it's in play, uh, like at the end of the turn you win. It's, it, it's it's more than just a I'm out to beat you. It's it's it gives you various ways to win and likewise various ways to lose as well. Interesting. I did. Yeah, I'm not uh, that familiar with it. I and I've played some card games uh, here and there just sporadically, um, and I understand like the rules. Or not necessarily the rules, but like the basic, like how you play. Obviously, each game has its own set of rules or, you know, you have to also look at what cards you have and stuff like that. They're really, really complex. I, let me ask you um, real quick, you know, Magic Untapped. Uh, how did what made you push forward uh, to start a website to do a podcast, to really get involved uh, into this community? Because you mentioned that at one point in time, you know, you, you just kind of had to get a palate cleanser and, and kind of walk away uh, and, and you just can't find yourself completely walking away from it. What brought you back and, and, and more, more so what brought you to the point where you're like, you know what, we're going to go all in. I'm going to make this website. We're, we're going to be doing these videos, cracking packs, uh, all this stuff. Uh, well, Ryan, as you know, um, from uh, working with me uh, in the past, is uh, I love creating content. I like telling stories. I like making videos. It's, it's for me. It's a it's a fun hobby for me, uh, and it's giving having Magic Untapped and Magic Untapped as a YouTube channel is giving me that outlet, uh, that creative outlet where I can do uh, do things like that. Um, same thing with the podcast and what have you. When I had the Magic Untapped podcast there for a while, and really, it's a way to expand upon uh, uh, my passion for this game, this bit of recreation that's really been a part of my life for uh, almost 30 years in one way or another. And um, it's also a way for uh, me to reach out to uh, younger players, uh, fans of the game, collectors who haven't been around for 20, 30 years. Maybe they're just getting into the game. Uh, they don't mm -hmm. know the old stories. So I, li I like to be able to bring some of these old stories uh, to life, get people uh, familiar with and appreciating uh, the, 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 the very long history of this card game. For those newer players there, what, what do you tell them? Because I know that, that uh, for me, I, I love card games. Right? I used to play 
Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, all all of them at one point or another there. Uh, but I know that that I've had friends tell me that it seems intimidating, right? That they feel like if they're not there at the beginning, systems are too complicated or that there's just too much for them to, to take in all at once there. What do you tell people for new players that want to get into Magic that are, are coming in just completely cold? I always like to say it's a game first. If you're not having fun with the game, you probably shouldn't be playing. So yep. you want to go in with that mindset of, uh, yes, of course, you're still, you know, you're new, you're learning the game. There, there's there's umpteen gazillion different uh, mechanics and rules. It's one of the most complicated games uh, currently played on Earth right now, partially because it's got 30 years of development and evolution and change and what have you. But that doesn't mean it has to be intimidating. You play the game you want to play how you want to play it within the context of the rules and just make sure that you have fun with it. Because if you're not having fun, it's not worth playing. I agree. Yeah, I love that. As you kind of created content uh, with Magic Untapped there, has that did that change how you viewed any part of the game or, or did it change how you looked at it? Uh, it's definitely made me a little more selective um, uh, as far as uh, how often I physically play and in what formats I play. Match the Gathering is uh, an umbrella of a bunch of different formats of play, all the way from the hyper-competitive tournament play to kitchen table, social play. And even then, because the the, uh, the game, as, as we've been saying, is going into its 30th year, uh, there are different uh, deck-building rules of, uh, for example, there's uh, standard uh, which is just like the, the the last three to six sets and nothing older than that. And then there's uh, another format called Modern, which goes back to 2003, I want to say. Uh, and then there's uh, another format called Legacy, which is what I like to play. And that goes all the way back to uh, 1993, the, the you know, day one of the game. But uh, I can't really take the time to make decks for every format and play every format and still do everything I want to do for the site. Um, and still have time to be a husband and a dad and <laughs> stuff like that as well. So um, definitely makes me uh, much more selective on, uh, on uh, not only what I do um, playing the game, but also in creating content for the game uh, as, as well. Well, and and speaking of which, we we just had and I didn't even know that this was out here uh, locally in Las Vegas, but there was the uh, Magic the Gathering 30th anniversary. Uh, I don't know, would you call it a convention or? I'd say a convention and expo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell us about it. How how was the the convention and expo? Uh, what did you see there? What were your thoughts of it? Well, first off, it was just really cool that they decided to kick off. Um, their uh, their 30th year celebration uh, in Las Vegas, the city that mm-hmm. I, in which I learned to play Magic, the city where I went to my first big tournament uh, for the set Mirage back in, uh, I want to say October of 94. Uh, so it was really cool that they're kicking it off where I kicked it off. So uh, right. kudos to Wizards of the Coast, the game's publisher, for for picking Las Vegas uh, for that. And it's the first in a, in a series of these conventions. The next one, I believe, is going to be in Philadelphia in mid-February. So they're they're basically kind of going to do a, a little bit of a 30th thing, uh, anniversary world tour with this. But oh. the, the expo itself, which was held at the World Market Center uh, over there in downtown, there there was there were events happening. Um, all Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I played in four of those myself, uh, did pretty well in a couple, 
not so well in a couple, but the, <laughs> the, the events were, uh, the, the events were fun. Um, got to play a lot of legacy, which as I mentioned, my favorite format I was very happy for that. Uh, but they also had tons of vendors there. They had cosplayers there. Uh, they had a main stage with panels and invited guests. And on top of that, I had brought my video gear, uh, down and in between, you know, the, the expo hall and the events I was in, I was running all over the place with my video gear, getting interviews with mm-hmm. cosplayers, with other content uh, creators, with people who physically make the game like Mark Rosewater and Gavin Verhey, which are two of the, the, the biggest names behind the, the cards that get, get made. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was extremely busy i want to say i probably fell asleep at like 8 30 p.m sunday that's how exhausted i was <laughs> but, but no regrets i'm looking forward to maybe seeing if i can go to another one of these um before this 30th year celebration is up so is that something so you said you've been playing i mean since the 90s i i imagine as you go to these events and go to this stuff you start building relationships with people oh, of course, uh, of course. did you did, were you able to meet up with some old friends make some new friends uh what, what, what was that experience like always good to make new friends uh yes actually mm-hmm. one of my old friends who um he was into uh, card games, but he wasn't into magic uh, at the time. Guy I've known mm-hmm. since uh, since high school. Um, he's gotten into magic since high school, and uh, we decided to go to the uh, to the expo, the MTG Thirty, together. So mm-hmm. uh, it was cool for me being able to hang out a with a, a very old friend of mine, but be able to play magic with him in person for the first time ever. Um, right. Despite knowing each other for uh, you know twenty plus years. Um, <laughs> But on top of that, I did make a point to rendezvous with a few uh, a few people I knew online from uh, from playing uh, playing the game via spell table and uh, and arena, uh, magic arena and whatnot. So I got to actually see these people in person, got to shake their hands, actual actually got to sit down at a table and play with them uh, non virtually, uh, right. which was, was always a wonderful wonderful experience. I love it. You know, when you think ahead to to where do you want to see Magic Untapped go? Like, what is your goal? What and what do you hope people take away when uh, they start uh, watching and and starting to follow what you do? Well, I mean, having it being self sustaining is always is always nice when it can pay its own <laughs> bills. Uh, yeah. Just about there, I'm at almost two thousand subscribers on YouTube. Uh, so. Um, you know, 1.99 man see right there one point right I'm there almost there yes <laughs> you are subscribed um but <laughs> really just knowing that people are taking time out of their day their busy schedule to experience something i've made and i hope they enjoy the things i, I, I make for them um that's that's really that that's success if you ask me that, mm-hmm. that people want want to see it they enjoy it and they take some value out of it. Yeah, we were talking about that. Uh, I think uh, before recording, or maybe it was during the break, and just uh, somebody you, you had uh, were, were speaking with somebody, and they were actually talking about you um, to you. 
uh and, and whatnot yes. or, or yeah yeah which is i and i've totally been in that situation it's it's such a it's such a humbling uh feeling for somebody to be like oh my goodness i i enjoy you know the content that you're creating because it's one thing to look at charts and see numbers and stuff like that but when you're physically meeting a person whether or physically yes definitely but but also even even uh i mean there's a little bit virtually but when you're physically meeting a person it's completely different that's where it really becomes real and you're just like oh Oh my goodness like this person enjoys it you know and 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 is watching and you know knows stuff about me and i've built and you just build these relationships and i love the fact too that something that started out as an analog game has evolved and and gone into the digital age let me ask you from where you know obviously it's definitely made leaps and bounds from where it started is there any kind of uh, indication to you as to where maybe the future of this game is leading or could go? Well, I've, I've noticed, and they've been they've started dabbling in this, and they're going into it more and more. Is they're expanding magic beyond just the magic IP? Um, mm-hmm. They have a they have, there's a series called Secret Lair, which are these little box sets. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they're they're focused around a single character or a concept or a theme, but every now and then they'll bring one in from a third party IP. Um, it's not always a popular decision with players because they're like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I want, I want my magic to be magic, <laughs> but <laughs> they're doing it anyway. So we have cards from the walking dead. Now we have cards from uh, stranger things, Fortnite, uh, street fighter. They are doing an entire set, a full release set. Um, based around tokens the lord of the rings oh wow there are cards with transformers uh, uh, in the art there's godzilla cards uh and they're <laughs> they're awesome. it's yeah and what they're calling this is universes beyond meaning you have mm. the magic multiverse mm-hmm. and then you have stuff beyond that and uh, they're really starting to tap into these uh third-party uh, ips and incorporating them incorporating them into the game uh, now it, it's it's going to get to the point though, I'm, and I hope they don't let it quite, quite that far. Where it's going to really kind of get kind of silly in game. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, sure, it's 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 geeky enough to say, "Well, I'm going to attack you with my elf," you know. But <laughs> it's going to get to the point to where we're going to be like, "All right, I'm going to attack you with my my elf." who is wearing the Iron Man armor, carrying a lightsaber. <laughs> so this can be an extra plus six to the damage. And <laughs> slippery slope, but yeah. uh, they're doing a lot of that right now, at least with the physical cards. Not so much in the digital realm yet. They're, they they have their own things they're doing on the digital realm. For example, there's a, a, a format that's exclusive to digital on Magic Arena called mm-hmm. Alchemy. And what they're doing there is... Um, uh, aside from just making digital exclusive cards, um, because it's a digital game, you know, once the card's printed, the card's printed. That what you yeah. got is what you got. In the yeah. digital realm, they can nerf cards, they can uh, alter cards uh, and rebalance. So that's that's something that they're definitely um, pretty invested in right now on the digital side. That is that is oh man, that is so that's there's so much there that's to it that i mean i wouldn't be surprised and and i'm curious to know what your thoughts on on this would be if they they take this and they don't dip into either like a tv series or maybe some sort of 
you know, universe that they built, a cinematic universe that they build out of it. I mean, the lore alone is so deep. You can make some crazy, crazy content out of it. Oh, yeah. And and they have various novels throughout the years um, based around the story and, and side stories and, and what have you. Uh, and, you know, they have uh, comic books. They have uh, web exclusive stories as well. They've been really heavy on doing the lore uh, based on short stories that you can read online, which does mm-hmm. make them more accessible and more convenient, which is kind of nice. Uh, but you did mention um, like a cinematic universe, and I don't, I don't know where it stands right now, but uh, I do know that they have announced a, a Netflix series that's being created by oh. the Russo brothers. So oh. I, I don't I don't know if it's stuck in development hell or anything. It, it's I haven't mm. heard much about it in, in the last few months, but I know they have announced some cast members uh, 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 or a voiceover uh, cast mm-hmm. that is. Uh, and like I said, the Russo brothers' uh, name is is tied to the series, so we'll we'll have to see uh, what more comes out from that. Is it is it live action or is it going to be animated? I want to say it's going to be animated. Nice. I believe it's going to be animated. nice. I hope it is. I hope it, I hope it's not live action. <laughs> you know, and you know, Netflix has done a good job on some of these things with right. uh, like the Castlevania series, yes. which is phenomenal. I, I need to watch the rest of it. It's phenomenal. Same. So, um, you know, if, if we can get something close to that quality, I think it could turn out to be a, a pretty, pretty good show and, and uh, a good foyer, uh, foyer, uh, <laughs> a, a good step <laughs> into, uh, into uh, a new media uh, right. So obviously, magic uh, has uh, cemented its place there, uh, given obviously its 30th anniversary and whatnot. When you look ahead to magic, just just in the future, what are some things that you're excited and, and hopeful to see? And are there anything um, that that you're concerned about going forward that might be some roadblocks uh, that that could stumble a little bit? Uh, well, let's see. On the uh, let, let, let's 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 take out the bad news first. So <laughs> there have been some decisions. Uh, there's been some de- decisions, um, probably from the parent company Hasbro, uh, especially when you look mm. at the fact that Wizards of the Coast with Magic and D and D and all that uh, make up uh, a lot of money <laughs> for for right. Hasbro. Um, I believe it's now their their first billion dollar brand. Uh, I think they just said oh, that wow. during during their last investors meeting. And so there's, it, it's obvious they're seeing dollar signs. They are pushing sets out very fast. It used to be three to four year, and now it's, I think it's like six a year now. It's like every wow. other month it feels like there's something coming out. And it, mm-hmm. it is really hard to keep up with. It's getting increasingly hard to keep up with. Yeah. Um, and I can, and that's just as a, as a player and content creator, I can, I can only imagine what, what it's like for these stores and retailers mm-hmm. who have to keep buying the stuff and then stocking it and hoping it sells in time to buy the next one. Right. So um, that and um, they definitely seem to be dipping their toes into uh, into the deep waters of whales lately. Um, there is they're calling it the 30th anniversary edition, uh, which is um, basically a non-playable reprinting of the original set from 1993 mm-hmm. but they have a different back on them which makes them not tournament legal um oh. which is fine it's 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 supposed to be a collector's item right right and you can and you can buy them uh, a box is four packs of 15 cards and they're charging a thousand dollars per box wow for, car, for cardboard yeah so cards decisions you like can that, actually use 
Right, right, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So there have been some decisions along those lines that have a lot of us kind of scratching our heads and going, are they trying <laughs> to just milk it as much as they can? Uh, right. Which, which could, I mean, short-term gains could cause um, long-term detrimental effects uh, on on the game, the gameplay, and the community that makes up the game. Because if there's no community, mm-hmm. there's no game. <laughs> so, right, right. Uh, on the other hand, I do like some of the risks that they are taking with the actual um, game design. Their art direction is is phenomenal, and really the community is is, is very very. Um, uh, it's it's we we just want to play and we want to have fun and we all want to have a good time doing it. So um, as long as as the community is there, it, it's going to be a good future for the game. Absolutely. Again, Barry, let the folks know where they can find you uh, and everything that you've going on, got going on. Lay it on us, brother. All right. So magicuntapped.com is where you will find a bunch of our articles, uh, have a cosplay gallery from Magic 30, and all of our uh, YouTube content also gets carbon copied onto the website. And then, of course, you have Magic Untapped on YouTube. Twitter, uh, we are at magic underscore untapped. And on Facebook, it's magic, uh, magic TCG untapped. So awesome. There you go. That's where you can find us. Absolutely. Thank you again so much for coming on, Barry. Learning us about the MTG world. Uh, I might have to. I might have to see see if I can't uh, take a look and and maybe hop in. I don't know that I'd ever. I I couldn't. I've I've got enough expensive hobbies as is. I don't think I can get away with picking up another one. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get you. We'll get you guys on on Magic Arena. It's free to play. Ooh, there oh, you go. Hey, I'm, I'm about it. I am about it. Thank you so much again for, for coming on, brother. I appreciate it. Oh, Ryan Lucas, thank you very much. Been a pleasure. Absolutely. Lucas, what do you got going on this weekend, my friend? Well, speaking of card games, I'm still on Marvel Snap, uh, still having nice. some fun with it. Uh, it. It Right now, it's my ultimate. I have a couple minutes. Let me just sneak in a couple games. And then yeah. realizing that I have surpassed that time by a lot, but <laughs> no, uh, honestly, just rest, man. I I, yeah. I cannot tell you how tired I am after last week, <laughs> but uh, it, it is the best kind of tired. Uh, of course, election day is the day after we record, uh, so mm-hmm. working in the newsroom tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be a busy probably weak unfortunately yep. for me uh, so just gearing up for all that what about yourself ryan what are you up to this weekend uh same as you uh definitely wanting to catch up on some rest i need i want to do some cleaning and stuff like that game wise you already know what it is tomorrow day of recording not only is it election day but more importantly it is god of war ragnarok day no no that's two days from now Oh, that's the day that it drops. I lied. So today, right now, while you guys are listening, you know what I'm probably doing? Playing some God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> Boy. I, yeah. I mean, working. I'm, I'm going to be working and, and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, that, that comes out uh, on the 9th, right? That's I, right. I believe. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, you said right? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to be knee-deep in some Ragnarok, and I am getting down on the get down, and I'm super excited. I know for the game cast, uh, Davis and I are going to be doing a spoiler cast uh, later on, so I'm going to try to power through, get through the story, and uh, uh, go from there. I'll, I'll probably, like, stream it. Uh 
one day, but I'm not holding steady to just playing it on stream because it'll take me forever if I do that and I'll never finish it. So uh, uh, we'll play a little bit there. But that that's the big thing for me is this this is I mean, just coming in fall, winter. Uh, it's been spicy. It has been spicy. I am at capacity for not only just just games in general. Like, I don't think I could play. Like, I, there's games I literally just collecting dust that I have in Breakers. The Breakers, poor the Breakers. Dragon Ball Z, the Breakers. Got it. Haven't played it once. <laughs> Haven't played it once. So that's where I'm at. Uh, I hope you guys aren't there. But thank you guys again so much for listening. Don't forget... Hit us up on the tweeters at LandPartiesPod, at LucasEggen, or at Smitty2447. We hope you guys have a fantastic week. I hope I hope you guys are getting your boy of war on and, and enjoying that story. We'll see you guys next time. And you already know what it is. We love your faces.